Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie. Get off the revenue roller coaster and say goodbye to slow seasons so you can grow and scale with confidence when you install three key fundamentals in your business. What's going on? I'm Brandon Guthrie, CEO of Dream Design Labs, here on the Christian Contractor Podcast, where we believe marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm super excited to have David Smith in the house, founder of LT3 Strategy, with me today. David, welcome and thank you for being here. Excited to be here, Brandon. Appreciate what you're doing and love to meet with the audience today. We'll see if we can do some good and help some people out. Dude, yes. Amen to that. Uh, so good. Um, and uh, so, David, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. You have tons of wisdom, tons of knowledge. I know that you work with lot uh, many contractors and you have a lot of value to bring and uh you as well are a man of a faith that operates on principles that uh are like gravity really principles of life so david give us a little background on on who you are give us the story give us the background yeah thanks appreciate that so i've got uh married uh, wife and and three kids two boys and a girl um, it's a little bit different now that we're getting used to it because my boys have moved out in the last couple of years, so it's just the one at home, but uh, it, it's hard to, hard to believe that's where we are. But um, we've got, we live in, in Utah, but we've moved all over the place. Uh, lived in the Midwest for several years, lived in Chicago, Columbus. We've kind of been nomadic for a lot of times in my, with the way my career has taken me to a lot of different places, but we're excited about where we are and, and uh, what's been happening. Uh, I guess you know, we, I can talk a little bit about my, I guess, professional story back kind of background for a minute. Is that, does that sound good? Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, so I think one of the things that I, I reflect on my, as I look back the last 20 some odd years, I feel like there's, and maybe, maybe you've heard this before too, that I think that everybody needs to do one of two things at some point in their life. They either need to be in the service industry, like waiting tables, or they need to do some kind of phone or door-to-door sales. And I feel like that's part of like how you put your dues in. And so that's kind of where I got my start. I was doing phone sales back in the 90s and great, uh, great learning experience. But it, it was I was part of the very first training class of a new phone sales division. Yeah, I was one of those uh, annoying telemarketers. But we had a great thing to do. We had a great way to help people with saving money on their credit card bills and reducing their interest rates. But they just didn't know that yet. When we first called them, but we had to had to work through that. But I learned a lot and had a chance to grow through that organization. I started out with about twenty of us, and then over the course of about two years, it became around two thousand people in the call center. And so I had a chance to I was fortunate enough to grow with that. And as that organization grows, with Discover Financial Services, and then they asked me to join their headquarters in Illinois, as in Chicago. So that's what got us out there for the first time, and and so I had a chance to see both sides after trying to help support a couple different divisions and and through that. So most of my career from the front end was mostly with large multinational corporations. I spent some time after graduate school, went to United Airlines, spent some time in their loyalty division and working with Mileage Plus, spent some time with U.S. Cellular, 
Uh, they asked me to come over and help build out their team and build out their loyalty program. So I saw a lot of that. And then life hit us with a little bit of a curveball. And we had uh, some stuff that happened with our family. We thought we'd never leave the Midwest. We loved it there. But uh, we had some things that we needed to to do to come back and be a support to some family members that were in need and happy to do it. Something we felt it was important to do and felt this pull. And so that brought us back to, to where our family is. And that's where I started to jump in and start to see a lot more of this more small business and more contractor side of things. So um, that's where I started to, uh, there was a couple of teams I was a part of where it was just me and a couple guys in a spare bedroom and we tried to grow it from there. <laughs> and there was another uh, time where I worked for a marketing agency. Uh, so I just, I spent kind of the whole spectrum over the last 20 some odd years. And one of the things that really led me to do what I do today was I started to look at the, the connecting threads between it all. And it was always turning around something that was unprofitable, fixing what was broken, building and scaling a team. It was trying to help piece together some of the things where we just knew that, hey, we've got a great opportunity here, but we're not really sure how to go about it. So I really thrived in that situation and thrived in that environment. And that, to me, professionally turned into business coaching and executive consulting. And that's what I do now with LT3 Strategy. And there's a lot of the clients have been helping out the most over the last several years have been contractors, home service professionals. And that's really why I'm so glad that we got connected because I just, I found that those are the folks that they're amazing at what they do. And I love it. And I love that they've got this great expertise at doing whatever that is, whether that's HVAC, plumbing, general contracting, whatever that is. But it's all the rest of the stuff that they tend to struggle with, or at least not, they're not, it's not as intuitive, it's not as natural. And so I try and lean on my experience over the last, again, 23 years now in all these different corporate settings, all these different company size structures to help provide some keys and some strategies to help people get there faster and get to where they want to ultimately be. So hopefully that's a little bit of a, a background of what led me to why we're here. Wow, that's, that's amazing. You obviously have a, a, a huge background. Uh, you have a huge background in, you know, even working on a huge corporate level and mm -hmm. down to this working with a small contractor. And mm -hmm. you know, that's how we, who we have listening to this right now is, is awesome. the, uh, the small contractor. And it's, it's super valuable that you've been there. You've been in the trenches <laughs> with them. You help them grow. And exactly. We're all good at, we have our strengths and we have our weaknesses and we need mm -hmm. to focus on our strengths and help have other people focus on our weaknesses. And, right. Uh, that's why it's so important that uh, contractors are good at their craft, but then mm -hmm. they, they a lot of times need some guidance on like structure, infrastructure, team building, like mm -hmm. how to scale properly. So right. huge. That's thank you for that for that introduction, David. Super awesome. Super sure. super blessed to have you here. I, I pray that uh, everyone listening is uh, just thankful and thankful for that. David is here. He's going to drop some gold nuggets here today. So. Um, I'm going to ask David a, a few questions here, and um, he's going to drop some gold. So, David, let me ask you the first question. First yeah. question is, some folks in our industry rely heavily on referrals and word of mouth. Why right. is that one of your pet peeves? <laughs> I appreciate that. It's interesting. I mean, there's nothing wrong with word of mouth and referrals necessarily, right? I think there's... It's something I hear all the time, and it's great in the sense that uh, that means if you're getting, if you're earning referrals and earning word of mouth, it's because you're doing quality work. You're you're doing a good job for your customers and your clients, and that's great. The problem is, you, it, getting business from those sources really completely relies on somebody else taking action, which means that as a result, it's going to come in waves. There's, I mean, I've talked to so many contractors and folks that are in this situation where, and we all love it when. 
we're so booked out. It's we're months down the road. We, we can't even do any new jobs for three or four months, six months down the road because our calendar is just completely slammed. And that's great. We love that because we just get these wave of referrals and wave of word of mouth. That's great. But why don't we then hire new staff, buy new equipment, build a new, get a new warehouse? Why don't we not do all those things? Because we know what's coming. Because it's the other side of that roller coaster. It's the other side of that, well, there's this low season that's going to come. Or we may just, because, and that happens because, again, most of the business is requiring somebody else to decide, I'm going to refer you, I'm going to mention you to somebody else, or I'm going to have that interaction. So what we need is to supplement that, those word of mouth and those referrals with other systems and other processes and other ways to get business that you can control. So you can fill those gaps. Whether that's a marketing system or whether that's customer communication strategy, there's and the good thing is so much of where things have evolved to now is that you don't have to have a technology background, you don't have to be a coder. Okay, you can automate this stuff. It's not something that has to take a ton of time and take all your attention. In fact, it can actually do the opposite. When you start to have a strategy and a re- regular rhythm for generating business through other sources beyond word of mouth and referrals you can actually get more freedom for your time because you're able to focus on just really what you do best and delegating and starting to get the contractor the ability to scale and to start to give more, see more control and ability to their team. So that's really the thing where, again, I love that they, I love when I first hear it, but when they kind of puff out their chest and say, we're only ever going to be word of mouth, it's like, well, that, why? <laughs> why are you shortchanging yourself with what you could do if you implement some of these other levers, some of these other tools? Mm, 100%, yeah, wow. So putting all your eggs in that one basket is making them a slave to mm-hmm. those referrals. And it's just, it's actually sad, um, you know, so yeah. that's huge. Um, so nugget number one is, yes, referrals are great, but uh, to supplement those downtimes, you know, build those marketing systems, build the automation so you can have right. a more steady flow and giving yourself and your team freedom to grow and, you know, spend time with your families, not be locked in during one season and then you're slow in another season. So that's, that is huge. Um, and obviously there's a lot of ways for us to go about doing that. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, Google ads, Facebook ads, uh, YouTube ads, whatever advertising. I mean, you can even buy lists. You can do this, you can do that. Mm -hmm. There's, you do direct mail. You can, you know, there's, it doesn't have to be one thing. I know everyone defaults to thinking Google or Facebook. Those are Mm -hmm. powerful tools, but, um, you know, whatever it may be, uh, many, well, many think, media sources work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if I might just one of those yeah. basics is that I, is I find that one of the things that uh, a lot of folks I talk to, again, they, they haven't taken the time to just build a little bit of a foundation of is just your regular prospect and customer communication plan. So meaning, I mean, I guess maybe one of the, the words or get, phrase that gets tossed around as we think about it as a newsletter, why well, I hate newsletters. My number one rule for newsletters is don't call it a newsletter. <laughs> no, no one wants another newsletter. No, it's not really exciting for anybody. You know, what you want to do is create something, some kind of regular communication that is branded to you, that's unique to what you provide and how you can help them. So I have one of my clients, we help them install what we call their, their insider club. So it's just some way to be able to get news, information, discounts, deals, specials, whatever it is, just so they feel like there's something valuable. But there's a lot of power in just staying top of mind and, and doing it in a way that is strategic around different times of the year. We all know that a lot of contractors, they have seasonal type work or ebbs and flows in what they do. Again, I'll pick on HVAC for just a minute. So whether that's, we know when we know that there's the furnace time of the year, we know there's the AC time of the year. So that's some of that means that you're gonna you can still supplement during throughout the year with other services other things you can do so it's just having a good rhythm around 
how you're going to stay in contact and doing it in a way where you just you know that you're going to you're going to keep your people in the loop with what's going on and what you can how you can help them throughout the year instead of just the one big time when they need the one thing i love that that's that's huge i think there's so many so many contractors like you said they're great at their craft um, and they're not marketers so hopefully we're here dropping nuggets to help them become to grow and mature as business owners Mm -hmm. um, and realize that having a list is an asset it's it's what when a company gets sold what's being purchased most (laughs) of all is the list and that's the biggest asset so a lot of contractors don't have a list or don't think about it that way. They think, oh, why would I ever do that? Um, right. And the simple truth is that uh, we need to have open-mindedness and uh, to growing and maturing as business owners to give ourselves and our families more freedom, which is what our actual burning desire is, right? It's to grow 100%. and take care of our family, provide security. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and once you humble yourself to accept and be open-minded to those, to that, to these ideas of building a list is when I think a contractor is going to be able to get to that next level is when they right. start really, I love that idea of the insider club instead of a mm-hmm. newsletter insider club, yeah. keeping information <laughs> staying top of mind. That is huge. And emails, you know, you pay, pay nothing for a, a provider, you know, 20 bucks a month and the emails don't cost you anything. Right. You know, you pay, you acquire the customer once. Why not? continue to stay top of mind with them for free through emails. I love that. That's, that's huge. So huge gold nugget. Number one for you, Christian contractors listening in right now. Uh, I'm going to challenge you to take uncomfortable action and start entertaining even a little bit at a time, the idea of building a list and, and having a consistent email marketing strategy. So that's super epic. Thank you for that, David. And number two is, one of the other problems contractors can face from time to time is dealing with those tire kickers or one-off yeah. small jobs that really aren't worth their time and are certainly not a way to build a massively profitable business. How do your clients put a stop to that? Oh, thanks. Thank you. And, and it's something that it's really tough because I, I think we, we run into this all the time where they're just always asked, to, we, we get tired of doing so many bids and feeling like we're one of the, we're just having to always talk to people that are just thinking about it. They're just kicking the tires or they're, they feel like they're just going to maybe just start with one little teeny small job that's not even worth your time, but then, you know, but then it consumes all your attention because you got to try and win that job. And so what we do, and I'll, I'll even borrow a little bit from the one and only Tony Robbins, where this is something I kind of learned from him a long time ago, and I try and find ways to apply it and add to it in my, in my sphere. But he says really there's two things. You want to really identify and get clear as to who your ideal customer is, and then create what he would call as what's your irresistible offer. So often I find that contractors and many business owners, frankly, they try and be all things to all people, and so they become nothing to nobody. So it's just, I will, because we can, we can just patch a hole in the wall or we can add an entire addition where they just talk about everything under the sun they can possibly do, which makes it really hard for them to find the person they really want to work with. And so what I would challenge anybody listening to this to do is really decide who is your ideal customer? What, is, what do they look like? What do they do most? What do they want the most? What's the most profitable thing you can sell? What's the most profitable type of project? What's the most effective thing that, that if you were to get a ton of this type of project or this type of service call, whatever is it, what is it that you want to do the most and who really needs that? Get really clear on it and take the time to be willing to get specific so that when they see you, you become the obvious solution for that one thing. That doesn't mean you're going to have to turn away other business if it comes your way. Of course, you're not going to, but you'll, that's going to happen anyway. 
So get really clear as to who your ideal customer is and what your irresistible offer is to them. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to mean you're doing a big discount. Okay, it just becomes something that's so valuable that you begin to become the obvious choice. And I just find that that because it's a little harder to do, it's harder to put that into words because we we have this scarcity mentality. We have this idea that, well, I just I don't want to miss anything. I don't want let people to know I can be their one stop shop. That's fine. They'll they'll figure that out after they hire you the first time. Okay, get that one job that is going to get them in the door that, where it's clear that you are going to be the best at this one specific thing, and the rest will start to follow. The thing that I would, so that's kind of the baseline, irresistible offer and ideal customer from, I get, again, borrow that from Tony Robbins. How I've, I've expanded a little bit is that you don't stop there. This is the first step to get someone in the door. The next thing, and you want to be able to add to it, is what is your right upsell and what is your right downsell? Think of a couple of companies that we know that have done really, really, do a really good job at this. Uh, and we there's so many different ways that we're exposed to it. It's almost become to the point where we expect it with a lot of different brands or companies or applications that we deal with. But it goes back to, I mean, I'll talk about just a little bit of analogy. We think of McDonald's, who's probably the, been the ones that are most commonly known. They've done billions of dollars with a B with two simple questions, right? Would you like fries with that? And would you like that supersized? Okay. <laughs> now here's the thing. The data shows and, and that maybe you're already doing this. Maybe some of our listeners are already doing an upsell. Maybe they're already doing a cross sell. That's great if they are. Sometimes they don't, but the data shows that if you just, Ask somebody, after they've already said yes to one thing, if you just ask them, would you like something else? 34% of the time, they'll say yes. Mm, There's just no faster, easier way to just boost up your revenues. So if you're doing better than that today, awesome. But So I would challenge you, if you're doing better than 34%, great. But what typically happens is that that number, that conversion rate for getting that second job or that upgraded paint or that upgraded system or whatever that is, it varies wildly based on who's doing the selling. And so find out who's best on your team and who's worst at your team at doing the upsell and cross-sell and then kind of establish some best practices so that everybody can level up to where you should be. And then you, again, then you revise and re-measure it again. So get really clear at what is your go-to upsell, what is your go-to cross-sell. Those are just going to be the simplest ways for you to avoid having to just deal with this, well, okay, I showed up for this one tire kicker, this one small, teeny job, but it just wasn't really worth my time. This is how you start to build and get a lot more out of your effort with some really basics that just, again, I find that sometimes we just get lost in because we just focus on, well, let me just show up for this one thing. Mm. Yes, so good, so good. All right, everyone that's listening, all you Christian contractors out there, those of you that are trying to get rid of those tire kickers, it's it's I, we challenge you here to find an identity for yourself, and it's it's hard to do. Um, is you you do a little bit have to learn how to say no a little bit, right? You're going to say sure. yes to all the jobs that come, but you kind of want to say when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, and you're saying right. yes to your marketing message now only being xyz kind of like this podcast is for christian contractors i'm saying by saying yes to christian contractors i'm saying no to other uh options um inherently and so your marketing message um if you can uh gain that confidence and strength to start focusing on like you said david the services that are most profitable are easy for you to do that you do the best that you provide the best service at that customers are the happiest with and craft your marketing message around that. And one cool thing uh, that I actually was doing with uh, some of my Christian contractor students is we we uh, this is this is a uh, off the cuff guys. Okay. So we did a, a we do a plot chart 
and we identify where our strengths are and where our weaknesses are and mm. where the market is, where our com competition is, and we look for gaps, and then we, okay, nice. that's where we need double down, actually. Kind of mm. like what you're saying is focusing on what we're good at and, and, and pretty much offering what we're good at there. I love that. Um, mm. and, um, and then once you do that, then you can, you can charge higher prices because it's yeah. specific to that job. They're going to be happier, happier, and then yeah, then you add on the extra services. I love that because when you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. And mm -hmm. when you don't, when you stand for something, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. You got it. So, hundred percent on that. I love the idea of uh, also making sure to add in those upsells and downsells. Mm -hmm. And if you're not hitting a thirty-four percent bump mm -hmm. on your upsells and downsells, then David and I are going to challenge you to look at your upsells, look at your downsells, look at your marketing message. Is it uh, to look to build that uh, unique offering, like you said, mm -hmm. um, having a, an irresistible offer? I think what David's saying is it doesn't have to be a discount. It can be a bonus. It can be a combination pack. It could be a right. unique way that you describe the same thing, really, even sometimes. And um, but sometimes. Sometimes the, the buyer just wants to hear what they want to hear, right? They just, they're just looking for someone to say exactly what they want, right? It's like, why can't someone just give me what I want? And so by you being so unique and specific to those, like maybe one type of dresser, one type of kitchen paint, or I don't know what, what, the, what that is, but by you being so well-versed with those type of customers, you're going to know exactly what to give them to make them super happy which ends up being better for you and better for them. So, dude. Right, So, and that's, and if I may just explain for a second, I mean, you think about yeah. a lot of times the our clients or our homeowners or whoever it is that we're, we're trying to help, they we have to have a really easy way to sell them what they want just so we can get on the door, get into their homes or get onto their, their office, their, whether they're doing commercial, residential. But then once you're on site, you can actually help sell them what they really need. Okay, and they're, they're going to react to an, an initial pain point because they have this thing, they have some a faucet that's broken or they want to do a, they want to do a re renovation. That's, that's an initial want, but once you're there, and then you can say, well, by, since we're here, what do you really need is, and you're able to do a little bit better assessment because you've got a trained eye. You've got ability to really see some of the other things that the rest of the home or the rest of the office or the rest of the, uh, where, again, whatever type of uh, site that you're on really needs to be, to do it, to have it done right. So the kinds of problems don't repeat themselves or so the thing doesn't keep breaking down or so that they can have more efficiency with their appliances or whatever that is. So that's what are, that's the other part of it. It's just getting really good at saying, well, I know this is what people are wanting. This is what I can do a great job at, like you said. But then once you're there, get on site so you can then help them with your upsells and downsells and cross-sells for the things that they really need. Mm. Sell them what they want. Give them what they need. <laughs> there you go. I love that. All right. Awesome, guys. So, dude, huge value. Uh for you Christian contractors listening in, you know, audit yourself, audit your business. Are you applying? Are you doing these things in your business? How can you do this more? It's going to end mm -hmm. up more security, more freedom for you and your family. Right. So we recommend getting this app applied <laughs> to your business. So next number three golden nugget is yeah. we sometimes hear about how frustrating it is for contractors mm -hmm. to feel like they have to slash prices to compete with multiple bids. Is there really any way to avoid the dreaded race to the bottom? Yeah, absolutely. And we talked a little bit about this earlier, but let's, let's expand specifically on this point because I think I find that again, there's 
at least at least in my market and some of the others that I've worked in, there is this notion of okay, I just I got to just get down price, got to get down price. Well, it turns out, okay, that customers will pay twice the price if they think they're getting four times the value. Okay, so it's really important that 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 you have a plan and a way to easily articulate to your audience, to your prospects, to your clients, your homeowners, whomever, of why you're worth it and why they're why hiring you is gonna be the right decision so you're gonna be i mean you're gonna be worth you're gonna be able to deliver that four times value and you're worth twice the price so part of how we do that part of how i help my clients do that is we try we give them a content strategy to help make that clear and whether that means that they're going to be some it's, it's videos they're shooting or it's emails that they're writing or if it's just a, a one static image or not a flyer i mean there's a lot of different online and offline ways to do this depending on the comfort level of the business owner or the contractor again it's it's really there's so many ways but it's just picking one as a start to where you can make it easy easy for people to understand here's why we're great at what we do and this it goes beyond where i find that too many fall short with is which is usually something like well, I've been doing this for 20 years, or we have satisfaction guaranteed. We, have, we say the same things that anybody could say, frankly, and things that people don't really care about. What you need to be able to have clear to your prospects or your clients is why. What is it that makes you better? What is it that really shows how well you've, you've been able to demonstrate that kind of expertise? Now, if, you're, if it's something that doesn't come naturally to you, go back to your favorite best customers, those that would give you the best absolute testimonials you've ever gotten. You've had some, you know you have, and so sometimes we don't lean on that a little bit. So take the time to think through and, and think of the three to five to 10 different customers that you've helped, even though you've just done an amazing job for that just were over the moon excited with what you did because you were able to diagnose the problem more efficiently. You had you did better warranty service. You call them up to do follow-up in a way that nobody else did. You actually answer the phone when they called when somebody else took them five weeks to get back to them. I mean, there's going to be those cases where you really were able to, as a contractor, just really deliver and over-deliver for somebody. So get those stories from them if you're not sure how to just do it naturally yourself. Some people just aren't oriented that way and that's fine others great if you've got it let's get it documented and clear so people can know that look when you work with us when you hire us for the job here's what you're not going to have to worry about anymore or here's what you know you can expect that's going to be this version of you know what's the red carpet version of what you do and what's the white glove version how do you describe really what how your experience and working and hiring you is going to be better than hiring anybody else they're not going to have to worry or stress about those other guys cutting corners and doing those other kinds of things but just give those kinds of examples to make it clear and i think that as you get really clear as to how you can educate your audience for your premium expertise what that then puts you in position to do and how you can really avoid though that race to the bottom is it allows you to then launch your high-end services or your absolute premium level thing so just use a little bit of an analogy you think about you go into a restaurant and there's something you go to, and, and my son, I always pick on my younger son for this because he has some kind of natural ability to have his eyes gravitate to the most expensive thing on the menu every single time we go out. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Jax, come on. <laughs> I know it's a $100 steak, but that doesn't mean that's what, that, I know there's probably something else you, you'd want. Um, but anyway, so but the point is, like, you, on your menu of services, you want to have a $100 steak, or what is your $100 pizza? <laughs> what, what is your version of that? You're not going to sell it if it's not on the menu, okay? So that's and there because there are going to be some clients or some contractors or some excuse me some home owners or whoever they they do want someone who just take care of it. They don't want to be involved. They're not worried about trying to sit on your shoulder and watch you, okay? I actually my father-in-law he's a he's been a general contractor. He he says that um, what does he say is that if here's my rate. If you want to watch me, 
it's double. If you want, if you want to help me, it's quadruple. So right, so that's kind of how that works, right? So, but instead, for you and your business, the contractors are listening. Okay, there are going to be those that would rather that you just take care of it for them. They don't want to be involved. They just want to know that it's going to be done right in the best way. And there are those people they're willing to pay those high end premiums for your absolute best level of service, but what does that include? What does that mean to really invest and get that level of service? And how can you cater to that clientele in a way that's gonna help provide you with the kind of margin that you want? And again, so it just becomes obvious for those that really like it. Now, it's not gonna be a fit for everyone, and that's okay, but at least the fact that you have it, it even anchors the value of your standard offering. That We talked a little bit about having a clear initial offer earlier, right? So that when you launch your high-end, top-of-the-line service, you now got an anchor for what your, your standard is, both of which are going to be nowhere near this race to the bottom. I've got a price slash. I feel like I have to hurry and get up this 10% discount. Don't do any of that, okay? Put your effort, you're, you're going to get a lot better return on your time, your resources, your effort, your energy if you focus on, again, crafting something that sets you apart and makes you different and gives you that four times the value and, and that you can command twice the price rather than trying to think of the next best way to offer 40% off. Um, you'll just be a lot more profitable, a lot more happy when you're spending your effort there versus the latter. And again, sometimes I get we have to do different things at different times of year. I understand that you have there may be some circumstances where it makes sense. But as an overall plan, again, please, please focus on how you can really get that higher premium instead and why it's worth it and, and craft a service and a way that you go to market, the way that you help do those jobs that's going to warrant it and justify it versus versus not. Uh, I think it's just something that we just don't think about often enough. Mm, 100%. Wow, that's huge. So for you Christian contractors listening in now, you're worried about the race to the bottom, the multiple bids, start pumping the brakes, zoom out a little bit, yeah. think about how you can put that premium product on your on your menu, think mm -hmm. about how you can create content, stay in front of your audience and educate them on how you are giving them four times the value so that they mm -hmm. can then pay twice the price. I love that. People will pay four times the value if they feel, I'm sorry, they'll pay twice the price if they're getting yeah. four times the value. That's a, that's like a boom. That's an aha <laughs> moment right there. Like, For let's sure. think about that, guys. Let's think about how we can deliver four times the value so we can charge twice the price. That's kind of circles back and maybe connects with that unique mechanism, that mm -hmm. irresistible offer yeah. that, hey, I'm, first of all, one, I'm specifically, I specifically do this. I stand for something, so I don't mm -hmm. fall for anything. So now your price just went up because you're specialized. And on top of that, um, you know, then uh, by doing that, you can stack in other offers, making your perceived value four times the price, giving you the ability to do twice the price, double, double charge double the price. So, uh, man, so good, so good. Well, if I could, Brandon, just one other, I mean, real practical example that kind of ties it all together in case this is helpful for those that are watching or those who are listening. Um, one of my clients we just put together, and again, I, I'm talking about HVAC a little bit because it's kind of top of mind because um, we just rolled this out for one of my clients who, by the way, doubled their revenue last year, hit, finally broke through the seven-figure mark. They were and really, really excited about it. So one of the things we did throughout the course of the year I want to talk about is that we, we helped them when there was a lot of things we did, but one of the ones that I think helps maybe illustrate some of these different points is that we helped launch their VIP program, which basically included a couple of things. So it included, included their furnace tune-up in the fall, included their AC tune-up in the spring, and include, it allows people who sign up for it to their top of the line or top of the, the list when emergency calls come through. They don't have to pay for emergency service rates and overages. They just get the standard rate no matter when they call. It doesn't matter when, day or night. 
Okay, so it included some of those things. It also included extended warranties on products and labor and service. It also gave them, you know, again, there's a, and there's a handful of other things. But the point is, we crafted this VIP plan that allowed people. It was an upsell, but it started to provide this peace of mind, allowed the the team, uh, my client and their team, to be ones to proactively reach out to people and say, look, hey, we're going to get you on the schedule for your your fall tune up. Guess what happens? Okay, so so the person has to worry to think about it. They're going to show up and get that done. But while they're there, what are they going to see? Now they're actually in the home twice a year minimum. And I'm now able to say, you know, it turns out, look, I noticed that you don't have a fireplace. Would you like to add one? Or I noticed that I was looking at your garage and I noticed you've got a shop out there, but it's kind of cold during the year. You know, we can actually put in a, a heating unit in your garage so you don't have to freeze while you're working on your, your cars or you're working on your stuff. Why don't we throw up in one of those, uh, those hot dog vents, right? Hot dog heating machines, right? So you, you, because they're there, they can now do these upselling, do the cross-selling, but it's part of their VIP program, which, oh, by the way, for the customer, it's a huge peace of mind. They, they're getting better service. They're getting, they don't have to worry about having to think about calling when these things are going to happen. They know they're going to get better rates. So it's a better value for them. They're willing to pay for it. And it also opens up all these opportunities. So what is that version for you? If you're HVAC, I just basically gave you the game plan. If that's you're not HVAC, you do something else, okay? There's other versions of that. And I mean, obviously, it's, we'd love to, that's one of the things I love doing most is helping people come up with what their version of that is. So I'd love to, to connect with anybody to help if they're not sure how to apply those things to their business. But I'm hopefully I'm giving you some ideas and hopefully giving some people some inspiration to go get that done. Yeah, so good. So good, man. Yeah, for those Christian contractors listening right now, boom, check yourself, audit yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, VIP program, that's huge, staying top of mind. Mm-hmm. And also when one thing that came to mind is um, the content strategy that you were talking about, you know, right. helping build up that value. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind is that uh, you need to build an audience. Mm-hmm. So, um, do. do you have any recommendations on how to build build an audience? What's your What's your favorite way to go about doing that so you actually can mm. post content, post reviews, and them not only be seen by their mom and their sister? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Now, I appreciate you asking. So, I find that that if we're talking, I guess, online specifically. There's really just two ways. There, it's either organic or it's paid. And so, I mean, I think if, if you're, once you get clear as to who your ideal customer is, I think that's something I'd want to make sure that you understand before you spend a dime on any paid traffic, because if you try and just blast ads to anybody, you're going to have a really hard time unless you have so much brand awareness because people know about you as well as they know Target or Nike or Apple or Google until you're there. Okay. You need to be able to get, know exactly who you want to target, who you want to go after. So when it comes to paid marketing strategies, that's, I mean, we talked a little bit about getting clear as your ideal customer having that in place first and doing some of those fundamentals we talked about so that you can be ready to have someone like Brandon or others uh, be able to help you get in front of the right audience when it comes to getting paid traffic. There really can be a great tool once you have some of those, right, the right level of clarity on how to find them and who it is you want to attract and have the right offers in place so that when you do find them, you can convert a much higher level. So I think paid traffic, again, Google, Facebook, Instagram, all the others, I think there's, there's a lot of ways to grow a list using paid strategies like that. If that's not the right fit for you right now or is something to supplement that with, then that's where we go organic. And by organic, there's there's a lot of online and off ways to do it. I guess some of the things that I found that worked really effective is that just starting to join different Facebook groups or communities where your people are. Where do they hang out? What kinds of things are they are they in? What are they interested in? What are, where do you where might you find them? Participating in discussions, forums, groups, community events, those kinds of things, and making those kinds of connections, reaching out to people and say, "Hey, I noticed we're in some of these same groups. I love. I know we have some of these same interests. Let's love to connect with you." 
and you start to friend request and build these people and make them connected to you, you start to promote your content and they'll start to see it organically and give them an opportunity to then say, well, hey, maybe I would like to talk with him or her or whoever that is or connect with that business. I see some of the things they're doing and they seem to know what they're talking about and they seem to have an interest in ways they can help me or help fix this problem, then I'm going to be able to trust them. So those would be some of the ways that I get a real super condensed, real hopefully that's pretty basic way to start to think about how it would start your organic strategy. But um, but those are just a couple of, of pointers, I guess, to get going off the ground if that's something you're not doing now. That's awesome. I love that organic strategy. You can get out there and yeah. uh, create connections the old-fashioned way. Well, mm-hmm. almost now it's not old-fashioned. <laughs> the <laughs> internet, sure. uh, yeah, organic. Yeah, right. uh, then obviously paid advertising, you can build your list. So obviously then we're talking about that content that we're creating is going to mm-hmm. be sent out to them via email. So once mm-hmm. again, circling back to getting comfortable with building that list and sitting right. in front of them with that content, right? Yeah, and there's one thing I just realized I should I should talk about that hopefully gives people, I want to give people a little bit more tactical example of what to do. So let me let me do that for, if, just for a second if sure. I could. I know we're doing, hope we're doing okay on time. Um, I would say that so, that it's, so it's great. Maybe you've made a bunch of friend requests either to your personal page or to your business page. However, or again, we're talking at Facebook specifically or whichever other platform you're comfortable with, whichever one really you like to use the most, whichever one you're most comfortable using, just pick that one. I, I tend to use Facebook because that's where I have found the most success. But again, pick whichever one you want. But then as you start to think about what content to produce, because that's one of the things that I find a lot of folks struggle with. What should I even talk about? That's not something I naturally do. I'm not the one walking around town with a selfie stick. Okay, you don't have to. That's not me either. Okay. So instead, I've got a framework that I share with clients, but just at a real simple level. Think about the two or three things about your business that you could talk about. If someone just put a microphone in your face and said, go talk for 10 minutes, what would that be? Okay. Is that how you service equipment? Is it, or is, is the ways to make sure that your, again, your furnace doesn't break down or is it, here's a way to make sure that uh, your foundation isn't, shouldn't, isn't going to crack. Or, I mean, what are the, what are the things that you do that if someone, again, you could just talk endlessly for just on and on. If they just put a microphone in your face, Hey, how do you solve this problem? Or how do you fix, or how do you install properly this thing? Okay. Have just, what are those two or three things? And that could just be your themes for the week. And then just once, twice, maybe three times a week, just talk about that one thing. Okay? Again, always bearing in mind who your ideal client is, but how you'd speak to them. But what are the things they should be thinking about? What are the questions that they're asking? But what are the questions that they should be asking, but they're not? I mean, those are just some of the ways you can start to brainstorm out ways to just be able to post and share some things that's going to be useful for those connections to, to consume, tips to be, that they should learn from. And it just, but always native to and close to your natural area of expertise anyway. So hopefully that's helpful. I want to give a little more tactical advice that people can try, even if this is brand new to them. It's something they've never done before. It's, it's not as hard as you think. <laughs> it's just get past it. It's going to be okay. Uh, but I want to give you a little confidence and a framework to, to go do it. That's great. Yeah, exactly. What comes to mind? What could you go on a rant about? Mm-hmm. All right. So I love yeah. that. So huge. Wow. Okay. F- for the contractors listening in right now, that's three major gold nuggets. Audit yourself. I challenge you to take uncomfortable action. Step into these uncomfortable action. That's how we get anywhere is we step. So let's start that? stepping. Let's step into it. Um, and so number one is... Uh, referrals so not not relying on referral marketing only not putting all your eggs in one basket we challenge you to step out and to build a marketing system or marketing strategy of some sort so that way you're off the roller coaster and you're not a slave to referrals Mm -hmm. and you can have security and freedom for 
your friend, uh, for your family and the mm-hmm. people around you. And number two is to get rid of the tire kickers is start putting a, a start niching down on your irresistible offer on one thing mm-hmm. that you do stand for something. So you don't fall for anything. Don't try to please everyone. Cause then you please no one. And number three is to avoid the race to the bottom, which I know mm-hmm. many of you are familiar with is you, this is huge aha moment for me is try uh, people will pay twice the price if they believe they are getting four times the value. So, it. boom, that'll get your wheels turning. That's a huge gold nugget. Implement that in your business. Audit yourself. Check yourselves. Uh, my my hope and my prayer is that contractors listening right now are feeling challenged and are, are having uh, ideas pop in their heads of how they're going to be able to implement this into their business, how they can start doing a marketing strategy, how they can create an irresistible offer and how they can give four times the value so they can charge twice the price. And lastly, so uh, to be respectful of everyone's time, we're going to go ahead and close this up here in a minute. But I just want to ask one last thing. This is the Christian Contractor Podcast. And the mission for the Christian Contractor Podcast is that we turn contractors businesses into their ministries and that it flourishes in the name of God so that they could be a light in the darkness so we're going to touch on a little bit of of how we can integrate God's wisdom into our business and how we can operate on biblical principles and I'll let you jump in there David I know you're a man of faith um, and uh, you know foundation is a huge thing we could scale our business but if it's not built on a firm foundation, it's it's very likely we're going to lose it all and we're going to be back to square one. So how can we build our b- business on a firm foundation from principles from God? Well, thanks, Brandon. There, there's so many uh, answers to this question, and but I, I love I love the, I love the asset. So I'm going to pick just one for for today. And for me, it's I think it's important that you operate consistently from a mental from a service mentality. How can you help serve those around you? How can you help solve their problems, enrich their lives, make things better for them? And how can you help them first? Think again very clearly about who you feel called to serve or who you feel that you can make a difference for in the things that you, that you do and in the, in the products or services that your company provides. How can you do it in a way that's going to help serve them and really meet their needs beyond just the thing, beyond just patching the hole, beyond just fixing the thing that's broken? What, how can you go about it in a way that's going to help them have greater peace, have greater stability, have greater confidence in that their things are going to work or that they can take care of their own families better. Whatever that is that you do, how, how again, orient it and frame it for yourself and how we can serve them at a higher level. Because I find that if we think about how we can serve people and how we can help them first, rather than focusing on what we need, which is revenue, which is money, which is if, if, we, if we get caught, especially in some of those moments where we've all gone through them, I've been... I've been in situations where I've had to hold my paycheck and I've been asked to just hang on to it, not cash it. You know, that's tough when, when you get in those moments. I understand what that's like. I understand that pressure and the fear and, and the strain that comes from moments when you have this, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to pay this bill and what that can lead you to do. But instead of falling into where that naturally gravitates and naturally pulls, instead focus much more so on how you can serve. And how you can help provide better service and better solutions for those that we're after. I think as we do that, that's where the rest of the things will start to come into place. If that becomes a little bit more of your focus, a little bit more of your North Star on the service mentality, then I think 
And I can commit and promise, at least that's been my experience, that you'll find you'll get a lot more sustainable success as you start to grow. It'll change the way you make decisions versus falling into this, well, I just need to get a sale. I just need to get money. I just need to make another deal, right? So instead, that's where I'd encourage the, the orientation to be service first rather than serving others rather than your own personal needs. Amen to that, man. 100%. Uh, you know, that's you know, the, the most selfish thing you can do is be selfless, hmm. right? And and serve others and put all everyone else before yourself. Um, and I think that's 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 a great that's a great principle that that God has given us. And um, it, it's kind of like gravity to me. Is the way I hmm. see the principles that God has given us yeah. is. It's like when you when I if I'm gonna drop this phone, it's gonna it's gonna hit the table <laughs> because of gravity. I can rely on it, and uh, the principles that that God gives us on how to operate in life, I feel like are they're very practical, and I feel like it's it it's easy for many of us to forget that that <laughs> it's an in, that the that that God has given us an instruction manual on how to live life, you <laughs> know, and uh, some of them can some of the concepts can feel abstract, but they're very practical. Mm. And, you know, right. the like sowing seeds and reaping the harvest, like that mm. is 100% like, hey, let's go, let's serve, let's over deliver, Tony Robbins, <laughs> over deliver, yeah. let's over deliver now, sow the seeds, till the earth, plant, you know, take care of our, of our crops. And by serving and over delivering first, we know on the other end, we're going to reap the harvest. And so to me, that's a, that's a huge principle. Thank you for that, uh, David. Really appreciate that. Yeah, and, and sorry, just two things that, that yeah. came to me. I wanted to make sure I, I emphasize a little bit more. Is that I think that we, because I don't want this, this piece to get lost. Um, the natural orientation when we start thinking about, okay, how can I serve my customers? That's, that's important. I think that comes perhaps more intuitively, but where I'd ask you to take another chance to, to take stock and evaluate a little bit is we know that as business owners, we're never going to reach the level we want to alone and our greatest successes will come through other people so what we want to think about is apply that same type of evaluation to not only just your customers but also to your employees and people on your team how can you serve them at a higher level how can you help it help them in a way that they're going to feel excited to come to work with you they're going to be excited about going out and doing the service calls or going and working on, on the job site how can you help provide an environment that's going to serve them in what they're trying to get done? Know your people and take the time to get to know what your people's needs are, what, it, what their stresses are, what's they're dealing, what they're dealing with. So you can help provide them the higher level of service for as being a part of your company, being part of your team. And then also, there's gonna, you're going to have other partners or other vendors other, I mean, so are your suppliers, the other types of business relationships that you have as part of course of doing business, how can you also take care of them? and serve them in a way that's going to be meaningful so that you are the go-to partner or vendor of choice or I mean, so that what, how do those relationships? So I think that's that same principle applies. I usually look at all three factors. It's how do you serve your customers? How are you serving your employees and people on your team? And how are you serving your, your business partners or vendors or suppliers, whoever, whatever kind of structure you have with your business, there's going to be somebody else that you have to rely on for something of, of what you're doing. So again, how can you serve them at a higher level so that you have that stronger relationship that's going to allow you to flourish and get to where you ultimately want to be with if any of those isn't quite where it needs to be. It's worth taking time to see how you can and, and turn it up through a service mentality. Mm. Ooh, that's good. I, I, I've thought of the, the customers serving the customers. I've thought of the team, but I haven't thought about like the third party vendors. Yeah. That's like, I'm we all auditing have them. myself and I need <laughs> to right. check myself and <laughs> yep. uh, you know, I can, I can potentially uh, improve that. I'm sure many of us listening right now uh, mm -hmm. are thinking, oh, wow, 
maybe I should do this. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're planting seeds and later it's going to pay off, you know, by right. serving others. It's the most selfish thing you can do is be selfless. So <laughs> dude, amen to that. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate sure. that, David. Uh, man. So David gold nuggets. We know you're <laughs> helping contractors go past seven figures all the time. So for contractors that are not there yet, not, maybe they're not even at six figures yet. You know, mm-hmm. I can't, I encourage you to really take notes here, really listen, really apply, take action. Uh, don't just listen. Um, knowledge is, is worthless without action. So I encourage you guys to really audit yourself, write some action a- items down, put a due date and let's get it going. So, all right, guys, thank you so much, uh, David. Uh, where can people learn more about you? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Uh, again, it's really been a pleasure to be here. I hope that those that are listening have gotten something out of it. I'm here to serve, and I'm, I would love to hear some feedback as to things that people found most useful. More importantly, as you mentioned, the actions that they've taken. I, I'd love to know what uh, people are implementing, what they're going to do differently because they heard this today. This wasn't just something that they listened to on the drive or wherever. I want to know what you did. So please shoot me an email. Just, I mean, that's probably the easiest. David at lt3strategy.com. Shoot me an email if you're listening to this and tell me what you did. Okay, don't just say hi. Of course, I, mean, I guess I'll, I'll say hi back. But I'm really interested in what you did uh, as a result of what you did differently or what questions came to your mind. So shoot me an email, David at LT3 Strategy. But, I loved it, but I've got a lot of other content that I share. So some of these frameworks, tools, resources I want to make available to anybody who's listening. You can find me on Facebook. Again, I'm David N. Smith. There's a lot of, I have a lot of people. <laughs> There's a lot of us out there. So you can, it's, if it's, it's forward slash, uh, DNS, my initials, David N. Smith, DNS LT3 on Facebook. That's my personal profile page, or you can also find my Facebook page for my business. And that's at LT3 Strategy. So LT3 Strategy on Facebook. Those would be the two best places for you to get access to all my other content, things that I share, frameworks, tools, videos, lots of things we do to try and help people and help them get to the level they want. Dude, perfect. Everyone, don't miss out. Get David's, get connected with David, shoot him an email. <laughs> He, it's going to be a blessing for you and your business and your family. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Christian Contractor Podcast. I am Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs. And if you're a Christian contractor that wants to scale from seven figures per year to eight figures in a way that positively impacts the world around you, head to contractorscalingchallenge.com forward slash join the challenge and register for free where you'll learn the step-by-step process that we use to scale scon contractors using paid advertising i guarantee you'll get a ton of value from it remember marketing doesn't have to be hard all you need is the right tools till next time stay blessed thank you christian contractor family for hanging out with us today let's get out there do great work and make a positive impact. If you want to connect with Brandon, head to Instagram and follow him at BG44. Let's change not only your life, but the world around you.